don't treat as a vending machine. So treat as a food platform, and also you can you can treat as a, like decentralized ghost kitchen, club kitchen. The reason why we say that we are decentralized because uh, re- remember that if you want to get some online orders, <clears throat> and then the delivery partner need to go to certain location to pick up the product. But it will be limited because the space and then the resource, operation hours. But for Yokai, you don't need to worry about location. You can put actually every block. And then when we work with the delivery company like Uber Eats, DoorDash, or GrabHub, they can just get an order. And then we, you know, we send a pickup code to their driver. They just need to go to the machine and key in the code. They can deliver anytime, anywhere. So it can reduce the overall delivery time and it still increase, I mean, still keep the good quality of the food. You don't need to worry about it getting cold, you get a sake or something because the delivery distance has been shorter. Welcome back to Winning at Work. It's season three, the podcast for the food and beverage and CPG world. I'm Jennifer Lee, Tony's new marketing sidekick and creative guru. I'll attempt to keep him on track as we discover the ideas and strategies behind all these different, better, and special brands. Oh, good luck keeping me on track, but I am really stoked to have you on the team, Jennifer. Your background in marketing and SEO and socials, we are going to have so much fun this year. We're going to be discovering the new brands here in 2023. It's all about functional, good for you, lifestyle brands. Those are trending. Those are the products that are gaining market share and really pulling away from those old legacy brands. We're going to have each and every one of those brands down on the podcast to talk to us, to share their ideas, their inspiration. So you, the entrepreneur, so you, the food and beverage and CPG professional can take these new ideas in and incorporate them into your business and into your life. Oh my gosh, Tony, I'm seriously so excited. I feel like I learn so much just from listening to older episodes. Well, that's why we're here. And if this is your first time here, I would recommend, look, go back, take the five episode challenge, pick a brand, pick a CEO, an entrepreneur, dive in, listen to what it is that they're teaching us. If you love the content, subscribe. We hope you're along with us for the journey each and every week. Hey, it's Jennifer. We get it. Everyone hates hiring. Inspired by his guests, Tony created a novel talent acquisition program that attracts the hidden candidate market, the 70% of people that are not actively applying to jobs. Click on the attract link in the show notes to watch a demo. Welcome to Winning at Work, everybody. It is Tony, and today I have Jennifer Lee with me. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Hello, Tony. So you just you just moved to California, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Southern California. It's starting to get sunny again. The weather's been um, bad the last month or so. Well, you're going for a totally different vibe than in Atlanta. And I, you know, the thing when we're both both based in Atlanta, we're based in an area that has a lot of cultural influences, right? I mean, we work oh, yeah. with, we have a lot of diverse people that, that that we work with. And you you and many other, other people in the company, y'all have exposed me to some of the most incredible food. That, Amazing food. Right? Yeah. Yes. What, Asian food is the best. What is, so, Can I say that? <laughs> what is it about um, the noodle culture? What What is it about that? There's, it's so, it just permeates that entire culture. I just think that 
Noodle, I mean, there are so many different kinds of noodles made from so many different, you know, you can have sweet potato noodles, um, so many different starches, so many different textures, types that it's just, you can really make anything from it. And that's, I think that's why different cultures have um, adopted this noodle, um, what would you call it? Craze. I mean, it's just yeah, the noodle over. craze. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in every not, I, yeah, of course, everyone knows. I have moved out of Atlanta. I'm up in Western North Carolina. I'm in a food desert, so I am not exposed to ramen anymore. I don't have ramen. <gasps> no, I'm I'm struggling here. Okay, That's but <laughs> we have a special guest today. We have Andy Lin. He is the oh, CEO yeah. of Yokai Express. Hey guys! Hey, Hi, how are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me today. Oh, we're we're thrilled to have you, Yokai. I think it's kind of interesting. And you've got this mythical creature, this urban legend <laughs> that pops up anywhere, anytime, and that's exactly. kind of like your mascot, right? Yes, exactly. So that's that's the reason that we we choose Yokai in the beginning. because we we realize that we should provide an environment that for people. Um, don't need to worry about the operation hours, and they don't need to really need to you know stand in front of the store and waiting for one or two hours. So they can actually eat anytime, anywhere. So that's why we choose yokai. Yokai is a creature that will pop up anywhere, anytime. So there's no limitation at all. We are seeing such a push into food service to make things automated, and of course with AI. And robotics, and with smartphone apps, you seem to be coming to this market at a great time with your autonomous restaurant solution. I mean, it's a literally, it's a four by six footprint, right? And you're offering this exactly. incredible ramen meal, right? In what, forty five seconds, ninety seconds? Yeah. So uh, depends on menu item. The, the average, the cooking, uh, the order to uh, deliver time is about ninety seconds. So that's why it's very quick, but it's still fresh. So that's why usually we talk that we don't really make the uh, fast food quick or fast food good, but we make a good food fast. Mm. Good food fast. Okay, I like that. I- <laughs> Explain a little bit more, really, just about your business model and just kind of how you plan on um, opening and, and running this. Yeah, I think. The, the beginning of yokai is all because I, when I was an engineer and I was like finished the conference call at very early in at 3 a.m. And I was so hungry and then there's no food to eat. And well, there is a food like the fast food or the burger or something. But, you know, I was exhausted. So I want to have a, you know, the comfort food. So for Asian, it's like a noodle soup. So I was trying to see if I have some, you know, instant noodle or something, but no, I don't have anything. So basically, uh, I was trying to see if there's any restaurant open. But of course, 3 a.m., there's no restaurant open. So I was end up to search on the YouTube and then see if there's any like ramen or noodle vending machine. And I found out it's in Japan. So <laughs> based on that, I was like, okay, but it's outdated. So should I make something new? And that's the beginning of yokai. And then after that, we, you know, we approach a lot of like corporate dining and then hotels, airports, ski resorts, school. 
and a, a lot of places. So uh, I think people are getting familiar with a, unattended solution. So that's why we're getting more and more, you know, popular in the in the states. And last year we expanded to Japan, and Taiwan, and this year we are going to expand to Europe, Korea, Singapore, and you know, many other places. I think that that is such a good solution, especially for、uh, people that are in school. There were so many nights where I would, you know, be up late studying or、uh, just couldn't sleep, hungry. And even the McDonald's that y- you would think are, is like open twenty four hours is is closed at like nine or ten, and so you kind of have to just stick to like the bowl of cereal. If hopefully, if you, if you have milk, you know you can <laughs> have it with milk. <laughs>、uh, yeah, that's true. I think that it's interesting too because I I feel like in Asia the、um, you know twenty four hour unattended like like convenience store or vending machine I know especially in Japan it's it's very popular but it's not really prevalent in America in the states and I think that that's a really good I feel like everyone would benefit from this solution. Exactly. Yeah, I think your your initial idea of looking for areas of high density that makes total sense. And of course, and what you're talking about, Jennifer, is you know when you're in school, you've got a lot of people in one area, so you've got the kind of corporate dining apartments.、Um, I think the airport hotel idea is pretty clever、yeah. too, because you want that quick, fast. And kind of a unique experience, right? You want to go to a you go to a nice hotel, and suddenly you've got this really unique setup, right? Where you get something very clever. And when you, I mean, if you think about it, if you land,、um, if your plane lands at like four in the morning, you know, what are you going to do? And you're coming from Europe or wherever. The time difference is might be dinner time for you.、Uh, I think that it's a really great solution. Well, I got a yeah, I got a. Great story about the airport. So、uh, we receive a customer feedback, and a lady told us that one day she was in the Ontario airport, and then she was so upset because、um, her relative passed away,、oh. and then because it's in the very very early morning, and then she was rushed to the airport, and no restaurant open, and then she suddenly found our、um, our machine, and then she ordered a noodle grandma chicken noodle soup. And then she feel like so warm, and then you know, she feels so touching. And then she left the message to us. We was like, oh my gosh! So we we glad that we serve you at the point that you are you need the support.、Oh. So it's like something that we feel it. We we are doing something good. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you made that emotional connection with her. <laughs> exactly. And then she said, when when she fly back, she must try again. <laughs> I am really fascinated with. The operation, right? I'm imagining. Okay, you've got this four by six, very cool. Obviously, you know, people see people walking up, coming away with a hot bowl of, of ramen. Like, how is that happening? There's nobody there. Talk to us about the unique challenges of having food with in an you know unattended、uh, mechanical setup, right? Where you have to deal with freshness and quality. Walk us through some of those hurdles and challenges. How you've overcome that? Yeah. So in the past, you see a lot of a、uh, So-called smart vending machine, and those vending machines start with a fresh salad or some other, you know, refrigerated product. But it's it's really hard to do the coast-to-coast、uh, transportation because sometimes the logistic take time, and then the refrigerated product is only, you know, 
be able to consume in like uh, less than seven days. So in that case, the <clears throat> the product will um, perish well very easily. So that's why we come out as frozen product is instead of the refrigerator. We focus on a frozen product and then have a special technology that we can, you know, cook inside a machine quickly, rapidly in 90 seconds. So that's something we are trying to see if we can minimize the food waste and also still provide a good quality of the product to the consumer. Yeah, so that's something that we are trying to do. So not not only the food product. Right now, we also, um, you know, develop the beverage. You know, a lot of the people, they like, a, you know, tapioca tea, the milk tea. So um, the tapioca is very hard to cook. Every four hours, you need to throw it away, and then you need to cook it again. Every four hours? Yeah, it's every four hours. So that's why that's why it's very hard to do in the unattended. So we have a special way that we can cook it on site. So that's why you can uh, keep the freshness and it also have a very good texture. So we're gonna debut one of the you know boba machine in uh, an RA show in, in in Chicago in May. So you will be very excited. That's exciting. I mean, it must be <laughs> your your engineering background must uh, help out with that. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I'm a foodie and I'm an engineer, so I try to put everything together, connected. I could definitely see, you know, teens, younger adults, like people in their early mid twenties, just absolutely, you know, living off of off of your machines. Uh, would you say that younger age group is maybe your uh, target market? No, actually, we we thought that we may only have a specific. Uh, our target customers, mm-hmm. but actually it's very wide range of the uh, customer base. It's from kids, from uh, uh, teenagers, adults, and older people. So, you know, we, and especially we thought that we are only be able to get a customer in uh, off hours, which restaurants are closed. No, but right now people are in a hurry. They want to grab to go. So actually we have a decent amount of the customer during the lunchtime and then dinner time. So it, it's kind of a surprise that people are quite uh, quickly adopt this uh, new dining solution and they actually, you know, post online and then show people so we get more and more inbound inquiry about the installation. Are you even considering a franchise model or do you kind of manage the uh, the expansion on your own or are you out looking for fundraising? What's the plan to expand? Yeah, so right now I think we work with um, – um, like a business operator, which uh, they already have a existing customer. So we work with them and then provide uh, Yokai as a, one of the solution to their customer. And uh, starting from this year, we are trying to work with some individual partners, which is uh, similar to franchise model, but they don't really need to provide a lot of uh, capital in, in, in front side. So we will work with them. They found location. We provide equipments uh, and some some financial stuff. So we can work together as a team so they can become part of Yokai and help us to operate it. So that's something we want to accelerate this year. And, and that's why we can you know expand globally quickly. You mentioned you're expanding in Asia and you're you know launching in Europe. Do you think that the marketing differs going from country to country? It's totally different, especially the culture, right? Right. So, like, like in in Japan, they they are very easy. They don't need to be educated. 
So we put in a train station, uh, airport, and then highway uh, rest area. People are very familiar with uh, vending machine type of the service. Mm-hmm. So they can play with that and then get the you know, noodle they want in a second. So they don't really need to be educated. But in the U.S. that we need to, you know, explain what's going on and something. And then because it the, from the, from the uh, store to store, it's very far. So we need to educate and how to do the, you know, transportation with our partners or how to maintain a good quality and how to restocking and everything. So it, it's quite different. But, you know, people are, you know, getting there. So I think for U.S., we already have almost 100 locations. And in this year, we are going to expand 300 to 500 globally. So it's very excited that people are really, really recognize our effort to make it, you know, the life more easier. They don't need to really need to find a, the restaurant uh, before they close so they can have, you know, delicious food anytime. Anywhere. Yeah, I was really kind of curious about how you manage the restocking, because if they're if they're too far apart, you know, it's not very efficient. So without going too technical, what's the general business model philosophy, you know, when you when you look at expansion and that restocking component? Yeah, so um, I usually talk to people that don't treat us a vending machine, so treat us a food platform, and also you can you can treat us a, like decentralized ghost kitchen, club kitchen. The reason why we say that we are decentralized because uh, re- remember that if you want to get some online orders <clears throat> and then the delivery partner need to go to certain location to pick up the product, but it will be limited because the space and then the resource operation hours. But for Yokai, you don't need to worry about location. You can put actually every block. And then when we work with the delivery company like Uber E, DoorDash, or Grubhub, they can just get an order. And then we, you know, we send a pickup code to their driver. They just need to go to the machine and key in the code. They can deliver anytime, anywhere. So it can reduce the overall delivery time and it still increase, I mean, still keep the good quality of the food. You don't need to worry about it getting cold, you get a sake or something because the delivery distance has been shorter. So all of those kind of, uh, you know, integration with the, um, you know, food and then technology, it actually makes things more easier. Wow, that's so clever with the integrating with the uh, third-party services. That's amazing that you're able to, connect in with the existing ecosystem and in you know improve food quality and speed even quicker now you touched on ghost kitchens mm-hmm. now yes is that another area that you're looking into is bringing other brands underneath yeah that's a that's a good topic so you know a lot of the ghost kitchen they do have their own uh, visual brand but most uh, efficient way is to partner with some famous brand. So like in the U.S., we actually partner with some uh, very famous ramen chain, which it's like Jinya. Jinya. And also, yeah, Jinya ramen. Jinya, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it will be on our machine pretty soon next month. And also for the global chain that we work with Ibudo. So we work with Ibudo and then they we already have their product on our machine in Japan since last year. And we are going to, you know, bring in their menu item to U.S. and elsewhere uh, next month as well. 
So we are also, you know, actively talk with a lot of the different, you know, famous restaurant brand. It's not only the restaurant brand, but also as we work with a CPC company, for example, like Puma One in Korea, it's a, you know, second largest uh, food manufacturer. Yeah. Um, they don't really have a, you know, interface to face the customer to, to show the cooked product to the customer immediately. But by doing this with Yokai, they can actually sell their supermarket product through our machine. For example, we provided bulgogi rice, which, you know, you have to bring it back home and then cook and then eat. But right now you can eat anytime, anywhere on Yokai machine for, for their product. So it's, a, it's something like uh, I was a disrupting. Uh, it's not like no one ever did before. I think the partnering, especially in, you know, the, the United States, I think that's, um, it's definitely key to kind of accelerating. Do you think that it's kind of the same model, um, like in Japan or in Europe, that it helps to partner with, you know, a well-known brand? Yeah, I think, I think everywhere it, it should be doing this same thing because, um, by, by promoting our own yokai product, it's a little bit early, especially if we go into the new market, right? But by, you know, working with some famous brand or maybe the movie star or even like when you say Korea, right? K-pop or something. So it would be very easy to adopt the, you know, local culture and then attract more people locally there. Wow, I love that idea. All of a sudden, I'm imagining your your CapEx is lower in a sense because you can partner with a very well-known uh, consumer brand. Pumion, obviously, very big, very well-known. Uh, they do have operations in California. They happen to be one of our clients as well, but we, 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 we work with them. And to see that brand kind of associated with yours, suddenly, ooh, I know that brand. I don't know Yokai yet, but I know that brand. And that kind of <laughs> yes. kind of brings it together. Now, I haven't seen a lot of your different um, kiosks. You call them kiosks? Well, we what call, do you call them autonomous restaurants. Autonomous, autonomous restaurants. restaurants. Okay. <laughs> so I've not physically seen one of your autonomous restaurants. So is there a branding and marketing opportunity with the actual unit itself? Yeah, we uh, in the past years, we didn't really do a lot of marketing because we tried to make sure that our, you know, platform, our machine and our product is, you know, outstanding. But right now into this year, because we are going to do the global expansion, so we spend more time and then more resource on the um, like a rebranding or even a marketing effort. Yeah, we want to make it more, you know, attractive and then you know more visualized right i would it would make sense because it's a it's a four by six so you could there should be a spot there where you could have some branding you know bringing in that other brand or something like that to to kind of stand out and be even more clever than the fact that it's a an autonomous restaurant sitting on the (laughs) on the street um yes so talk to us a little bit about your um, some of your customer acquisition strategy. Uh, it does sound like you were partnering with some other operators, but uh, I've heard. Look, Facebook is very expensive. Of course, TikTok is very popular. What are you finding is probably getting you your best bang for buck when you enter into a new marketplace and you want to make a splash? Yeah, I think um, the social media is a must, right? Because nowadays. You know, people try to 
get the latest information from, you know, like Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. So we actually, based on different region, we use a different social media now. For example, like um, in Japan, they are using more Twitter than Instagram. So like in the, in the, in the U.S. it's more Instagram, but in a, in a Korea, they use a, a Kekko talk or something. Mm-hmm. Those, those kind of different, uh, you know, That's social cool. media. Uh, yeah. So uh, we, we need to adopt the local culture and then try to use the local media to, to get, you know, pass the message to the customers. How do you start out, you know, researching or tapping into different cultures? Where Where is the starting point to even finding, you know, what platform is popular in that country? Yeah. So basically, if we need to put a lot of resource that it will be very time consuming and we need to hire a lot of people. So like I mentioned, I like to partner with the local partner. So we don't, we don't really need to spend a lot of time and then we can, you know, shorten the title market. And, you know, those, those local partner, they are more, you know, smarter. And then, you know, they, they, they already, you know, know the market over there. So we don't really need to, you know, put too much uh, marketing or research effort. They can give us a feedback and then they can even tell us where is a good place to place or, you know, how many competitors you may have and then what kind of food you need to produce. Those kind of information, uh, we all rely on a local partner. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense because if you're going into a hotel or yeah. another big operator, they already know the the clientele, et cetera, et cetera. So whatever little tweaks need to be made to the menu or whatever, you can just kind of do that inside your autonomous restaurant. Look, this is just super cool. I I wish I could have one here because I'm really hungry right now. I want to go Same. out. Don't you? I just want to go out and like have a hot ramen. Now, so because the noodles are frozen, um, is that the, I guess that's the same technique you're going to use for proteins as well? Exactly. We do a special way to freeze the product. So, you know, we can make the ice crystal formation is minimized. So the ingredient itself, it's not got destructive. So after you cook, after uh, frozen, you can still keep the good quality. And then um, you, you cannot really tell it's from frozen product. You, you will think it's still like very fresh and then made from a restaurant type of the quality. But everything is based on the very detailed calculation. And then we do a lot of engineering tests. And that's why we come out a good result. Well, where are you in America? What states do you have the most proliferation if people want to start going out and trying to find and sample and get on board the Yokai Express? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, like yeah, we base, yeah, we base on the Silicon Valley in California. And uh, we have about 20 locations in, uh, in North Cal and South Cal. And... We actually, you can find everywhere. You can go to uh, Houston, you can go to Seattle, uh, New York, Boston, Florida. We are actually everywhere. So um, if if you come into San Francisco, you can go to Aloft Hotels near the San Francisco airport. They open 24 hours. If you travel to uh, Ontario airport or even the Syracuse airport, you can find our location. Uh, like We have a two different locations in the airport. And if you go to the school, if you visit the uh, big corporation, you may find our uh, product into their cafeteria as well. 
So what's the best way for people to reach out and uh, discover your brand, find you online, and or if you're an operator and you're thinking, hey, I'd like to add this to my suite of services that I'm offering, what's the best way for people to interact and find you? Yeah, you can go to all the social media and type Yokai Express one word, and you can reach out to uh, cs at yokaiexpress.com. And, you know, you can even go to the, our website, uh, www.yokaiexpress.com, and then there's a, a message column that you can left the message, and then we, we can get back to you immediately. That's great. Well, it is so fun to do a brand discovery like this because I've not seen this. I just, I think I saw something interesting on LinkedIn. It really caught my eye. And I, we're, Jennifer and I are grateful you had a little bit of time uh, between your massive uh, global expansion, right? Three and 500 units this year. So that's a lot of work. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Really, it's going to be exciting to see where this thing goes and we'll certainly have you on again to talk about, you know, progress and next steps and kind of what the next evolution will be. All right. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for being down here. Thank you.